Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 8th of December. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, let's get straight to the numbers, the scores on the doors today. Well, it was a bit of a choppy session in US markets overnight. Uh, neither Arthur nor Martha, but the general trend does seem to be down, at least for the time being. We did see the Dow Jones, though, up two points, which is barely changed. 33,598. We had a high of 178 and a low of minus 93. So a pretty tight trading range there for the Dow. After days of falls, some stability creeping in, but it is pretty convictionless, as I say, pretty choppy in the US. The Nasdaq down 0.5 of a percent, 56 points, 10,959. The S&P 500 down in the middle for Diddle, down 0.2 of a percent, seven big points, 39.34. The VIX volatility index crept a smidgling higher, up 2.1% to 22.59. As a result of all this, SPY futures closing down another 16 points, following on that 16 two-point fall last session. So uh, certainly uh, some pressure remains on the ASX 200. But it was choppy trading in the US. Uh, modest losses though. Mega Cap Tech Airlines, Auto Suppliers, Media Cosmetic, Travel Leisure among the laggards. Travel stocks got well and truly smacked in the US last night. We did see most of the action though was in the Treasury market in the US. Big rally across the curve, which reversed early weakness and extended Tuesday's rebound. Two years around 4.25 and 10-year yields around 3.4% there. The Aussie, well, the US index, the US dollar index, down 0.45. The Aussie dollar, 67.27 there. So we have seen uh, a little bit of uh, loss in that US dollar but uh, as I say, the bond market was where the action was with those 10 years, 3.42, two years, 4.3%. Aussie 10s, 3.29%. So uh, bond yields continuing to fall. Some of the US stocks last night, let's go through a few of the biggies. We had Apple down 1.4%, Meta down 0.2%, Google down 2.1%, Microsoft down 03 Amazon up 0.2, Tesla fell a 3.21, a countdown, 3.21%. Uh, this was on the news that Tesla is cutting the prices of its electric vehicles in China. Competition heating up. Of course, Tesla now has lost the crown as the biggest or the world's biggest electric vehicle company to BYD, where Warren Buffett owns quite a large percentage of the Hong Kong shares at least. So we did see Tesla on the nose. Netflix up 0.9. Uh, JP Morgan down a James Bond 0.07. Citigroup down 0.7%. Goldman down 0.8. Bank of America down 0.8. Wells Fargo down 2.2. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, down a measly 0.4 of a percent. So nothing very exciting 
there. But there certainly seem to be some uh, concerns once again on recession and growth in the US taking over from the uh, narrative which has been about interest rates and inflation. Interestingly, in the US, one of the gauges that has been leading inflation higher, which is the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index, was down 0.3% month on month and 14% down year on year in November. So that's dropped below the 200 level for the first time since August 2021. So there certainly is some uh, some abatement in the inflation inflationary environment in the U.S. Uh, Carvana, which is a uh, U.S. used car business, fell 43% to $3.83. Uh, looks like it could be heading for uh, serious problems, massive amounts of debt, and it has been downgraded to underperform with a dollar price target from Wedbush. And BlackRock says investors will need to temper their expectations. Talking about the great moderation, the four-decade period of largely stable activity is behind us. The new regime of greater macro and market volatility is playing out. And the Bank of Canada last night raised its benchmark interest rates by half a percent to its highest level in 15 years. But it did signal its unprecedented tightening campaign was near an end. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Looking at commodities last night, uh, oil continuing to fall back on those global growth concerns, which seems to be taking over as the narrative ahead of inflation. Brent crude down 2.8%, 77.35. We keep talking about the great energy crisis, but the oil price is now way below where it was when Ukraine was invaded by Russia back on February the 24th. WTI down 3.1%. Gold, smidge better on the back of that weakening US dollar, 0.83% up, $14.70, 1785.9. Copper up 1.3%. Nickel continues to push higher, 3.8% higher. Aluminium up 0.04%. Zinc up 22 Lead up 07 Tonne taking it badly, down 2.1% today. Iron ore also in the doldrums a little bit, has had a pretty good run, starting to ease back a little bit, down 2.05%. In the US, BHP in ADR terms was down a smidgling, down 0.46%. Rio down 07 Freeport McMoran up 02 Alcoa taking a hit last night, down 3.5%. Techcom was up 0.8, Anglo down 1.6, Glencore down 2.8, Vale taking a big hit down 3.5, and Albemarle down 0.15% there. So one of the reasons that Vale took a bit of a hit is it's uh, cutting its output target for 2023, similar to this year's levels, but below where consensus was. It's now going for 310 to 320 million tonnes. It is below the 325 that analysts were going for. They did unveil a range of 340 to 360 million tonnes for 2026. And there is a report today that iron ore miners will face a significant increase in cost with CapEx plans remaining tight. Fitch is pointing to Fortescue, which raised its annual cost guidance for 2023 from $18 US per wet metric tonne to 1875 and predicts capex to fall between 2.7 to 3.1 billion 
which was about uh, the same, really, as what it was in 2022, which was 3.1 billion US. But certainly that wet metric tonne cost for Fortescue has been edging higher. Gone are the days of 12 to $13 per wet metric tonne. Now we're up to nearly $19, if Fitch is correct there. And the UK has approved its first coal mine in 30 years. That's an interesting development there from the UK. As far as local news goes, the National Australia Bank's head of banking uh, says demand for credit is slowing, but supply chain difficulties are abating and robust demand for Australian products will keep the economy growing. That's code for the resources will save us. And New Zealand has followed Qantas. It's lifted its profit guidance on the back of rising ticket prices and strong demand. I think that's called gouging prices. The airline expects earnings before significant items and tax for FY23 to be between 295 to 325 New Zealand bucks, which is way above the 200 to 275 million New Zealand that it said at the prior guidance at the half year. Uh, New Zealand also, uh, the dairy farmer cooperative, Fonterra, has lifted its earnings guidance uh, today and it has lifted guidance for the average farm gate milk price it expects to receive over financial year 2023. So, um, interesting news there. And in other news coming out today, Glencore has pulled the plug on a $2 billion Queensland coal mine. It has cited increased global uncertainties and criticised the state's new royalty regime as a red flag. And inflationary pressures seem to be uh, not really um, part of it at the moment. Inflationary pressures uh, are under pressure, of course, from those rapid interest rate increases, which are only really beginning to show up in the September quarter, according to national accounts data that we saw yesterday. In broker research moves today, Morgan Stanley has downgraded 29M to underweight from equal weight. Target increased, however, from $2 to from $185. So they've upgraded the target but downgraded the uh, recommendation to underweight. And Alchem downgraded to underweight from equal weight. Target cut to $12.40 from $15.85. In other news today, Beacon Lighting has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at Jardins. Infomedia IFM upgraded to a buy from Outperform at Credit Lyonnais. A. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank upgraded to neutral from underweight at Baron Joey. And Morgan's has downgraded BHP and Rio. And in the front page of the news today, uh, Jeff Wilson to the rescue, it appears Treasury has unveiled a fresh attack on franking credits. And Jeff is rallying his 130,000 uh, shareholders in WAM to uh, voice their opinions on franking credit changes, which could come through from the Treasury and the government. In other news just out, CBA has increased account plus indemnity from 520 million from 300 million. And we are seeing uh, Immutep has achieved commercial sale and manufacturing of its uh, new drug, which I can't pronounce. So that is, uh, I'll leave that one with you. And that is about it from me. Not any more news coming through. A question of the day today. 
Those numbers yesterday from the national accounts show that the interest rate rises are only just starting to bite. Do you agree with that? Have you seen the bite now in interest rates coming through? Of course, next year is that cliff that everyone talks about when fixed rate mortgages uh, run off after all those people took out big loans on the back of uh, Reserve Bank Governor Dr. Philip Lowe saying, go for your life, guys. It's never going to be better than this and rates are never going up. But are you seeing those interest rate rises now starting to bite? Well, that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>